My name is Michael Alanis, and I am the founder of a digital marketing agency in Southern California. I've spent the last 10 years combining my direct sales background with a passion for internet marketing. And through all of the online and offline strategies I've tried and tested, this one thing has remained the same. Quality clients are not sold, they are converted. So if you're tired of playing the numbers game with your sales and marketing goals and want to start learning the timeless principles of profitable customer acquisition, then join me as we discuss the craft of client conversion and transform you into a client converter. Welcome everyone to episode number one of The Client Converter. Really excited to be here. It is about 8.07 in the office. Got the office all to myself to record this. And this is actually the fifth episode being recorded. We already have four complete and done. I told myself I would do episode number one once I already had momentum. I'm very big on creating momentum. And here I am. So four episodes done. Said number five will be number one. So I guess five is the new one, at least here for me. Now, there's two very important questions that I want to answer for you because I believe that whenever I'm working with a client or a product, there's two questions I think in my mind extremely important. So I'm going to put them back on myself. First one is why am I creating this? Like, there's lots of podcasts out there for business, entrepreneurship, sales and marketing, internet marketing. Why this one? Why do we need one more? So let me answer that first off. This podcast is about the business of client work, how to attract qualified opportunities and turn those opportunities into quality clients. Now, the podcast is called The Client Converter, and I'd like to give a very direct definition of what converter means. Converter comes from the word conversion, and conversion is a transformation. So, when someone becomes a client, while it may seem instantaneous for some, or maybe let's say some clients take a while, some happen quickly, it's all the same thing. There's a path that someone takes. And on this path to conversion, there are smaller micro conversions made along the way. And the success of a company and the success of an objective, let's even step outside of a company and just talk about if you're in a relationship right now, how you went from strangers to being in this relationship, there were interactions, words said, small little decisions along the way that converted both of you, transformed both of you into where you are today. So understanding what those things are when it comes to your business, understanding the relationship that you have with your market, your client, what drives them, what motivates them, what are the patterns that are taking place is going to help you become a client converter. And that's the path to profit. And that's something that we'll be going over throughout this podcast. The second thing now is why me? Like, why am I the one to bring this message here? Why should I be the host of this show? Well, the business of client work is something we're involved in day in, day out. I do not sell digital products at this time teaching this. Our money is not made by the selling of education. The money is made by actually working with clients day in, day out. You know, we make mistakes, we have successes. It's a real agency and we're constantly growing. Everyone here that works within Local Loop Marketing and Alanis Digital Partners has been trained from the ground up. I did not go out and hire marketing professionals. I hired people that I felt had strong character and had a good teachable attitude and had a very good aptitude for writing and communication skills and taught them the principles of internet marketing. So my background is in direct sales. 
I worked out of college for a payroll and tax company called ADP, Automatic Data Processing, one of the best sales trainings in the nation. A lot of people from here move on to things like medical device and very high caliber type sales jobs. So friends of mine today are in operating rooms, working with doctors, with heart stents, and other friends in pharmaceuticals, and so on and so forth. I, you know, it's kind of funny because I chose that profession very differently than where I thought I would wind up. I actually went to school because I wanted to get into filmmaking. I wanted to put together stories, and I wanted to move an audience and be able to strike emotion and all of that fun that goes into that um, business of filmmaking. But I feel like this is actually better and even more suited for me because this is really the fusing of two things, psychology and technology coming together. Now, within my professional background, I'm really known more so as a paid traffic person. So being more of an expert inside of Google AdWords, running that and Facebook ads and running paid traffic platforms for businesses, both local businesses and even for just digital marketing companies and helping them generate qualified leads. We also consult a few marketing agencies on what we do and work with them on a monthly basis, helping them build out their own internal infrastructure, getting people trained, and helping them understand the processes of paid traffic, how to approach it, and how they can turn these platforms um, into a, you know, a revenue generator for their business as they help other businesses generate qualified leads in their area. So that's what we do, and uh, that's what I do, that's what we do here. Now, there are three main things the Client Converter focuses on. It's principles, positioning, and strategy. I'll say it again, principles, positioning, and strategy. I'm briefly gonna go over this. And after I go over these three main things, I'm gonna go more into my backstory of what brought me here to internet marketing. But it's very important that I lay down this foundation of principles, positioning, and strategy. First off is principles. I had a call two days ago with one of our agencies uh, that we connect with on a weekly basis, and we were talking about Facebook, and they were mentioning uh, about an update to algorithm, how that affected lead generation. All of these platforms are gonna change, they're gonna evolve. What must be remembered is that each one of them is still reaching a single person on a device. Now, prior to cell phones and smartphones, the device you know, would have been desktop, and even prior to desktop, messages were being sent to people through newspapers or through direct mail or Reader's Digest or booklets or billboards or banners, etc. It still is a message reaching an audience and understanding your offer, audience, and message is such a core fundamental of a strong marketing strategy. And those are things that we will be going over in future shows as I break that down. But the timeless principles are what you should focus on first as a marketing professional, as a business professional. So whether you are a marketing agency listening to this, or you're the owner of a local business, whether you have an, a, an accounting firm, or maybe you're an attorney, or a surgeon, or a dentist, or veterinarian, or have a hair salon, whatever it is, there are timeless principles that are at play that transcend the platform. So things that worked in direct mail back in the 1940s and 30s and 60s would also be working today on Facebook and Google AdWords. And they'll also work in the future on whatever platforms are waiting for us 
out there. So I'm very big on focusing first on principles first. If you get those things right, everything else does fall into place. And then it's a matter of learning technical aspects of a platform or how to create a landing page. And even with that, you know, we get into things like copywriting, there's principles inside of there. So no matter what phase you're in, in the client conversion process, there are principles at place there. Next I mentioned was positioning. Positioning really is everything when it comes to being competitive in the marketplace. Now, the irony is that you do not want to compete in order to win. I'll repeat that again. You do not want to compete in order to win. Here's what I mean. If your goal is to win, then that means you're in competition. If you're in competition, that means there's also a chance of losing because there's now a pool of you. And think if you're competing not just with one person, but with many people. And with today's digital market space, you can even compete with companies that are out of this country. So the competition is just endless. It's huge. Now, I'm not saying that for whatever business you have, you should just stop what you're doing and drop it and start something so crazy and unique that it just is screams, oh my gosh, what is this? That's not the goal here. You can still be the attorney. You can still be the plumber. But how you position yourself within your marketplace and the message that you bring uh, with you and the audience you target, all those three things combined, audience offer message, how you position that will make you competitive. You therefore do not have to say things like, this is what makes us different. If you find yourself having to explain yourself and state what makes you different, then you're already off to the wrong foot. One of the principles in client conversion that I focus on and that I teach the agencies I work with is that a sale is made prior to the transaction. Now that seems very common sense. Of course it's made because they make a decision, then the transaction happens. Well, push it back even further. A sale is made even before the opportunity to say yes or no happens. Here's what I mean. Within our agency, as an example, we do not just take you know cold inquiries and meet with you and present to you and hope to work with you. We charge for our first meeting and consultation. It's actually a, it's the first service someone buys from us. The reason being is that it shifts the dynamic. Typically, agencies are in the business of pitching their services and have a biased opinion towards themselves in that presentation, we believe the bias should be towards having a very transparent perspective of your business. So let's bring your business front and center. Let's give it a full detailed analysis. Let's tell you what we think is best for you. And that's a paid for service. It allows us to be direct with you. It allows us to be transparent because we're not trying to have a bias. Now we'd love to work with you if you're truly a fit. So we have turned down companies before as well. Uh, People do get upset with that, but we're also getting better at making sure that those that make it through our process are really qualified people to work with. Now, the thing for us is our process is set up in such a way that by the time we talk to someone, they are already pre-sold on us. So we don't arrive at the conversation hoping to sell someone or hoping to find out what happens. We have a pretty good understanding of what's going to happen and where the probability lies with that. So Positioning is a really big deal with that and allows us not to compete. So the last thing you want to do is get into a competition. Back, as I mentioned, in working with payroll and tax, and I also was in the insurance world for a while, uh, it was a kind of world where companies would want you to go in this proposal type situation where they're going to you know, entertain a variety of proposals coming to you. And it's horrible. It's a cattle call. 
Uh, when you're when I was a young broker starting out and doing that, I participated in a few of those, but I realized this gets you nowhere, and this puts you in the position where you start saying things like, "Oh, it's just all a numbers game." That's the worst place you want to be. It should not be a numbers game. It should be a conversion game. It's better to be talking to fewer people with higher close rates than it is talking to a lot of people and just hoping something sticks somewhere. Now, that sounds very utopian. It sounds very, well, that's a great thought. Of course, who wouldn't want that? But how do we make that happen? That's the path to profit. That's the conversion process that the client converter is all about, this model and this system. The last thing here of principles position is strategy. Now, in my perspective, what I found is that a good strategy is not about coming to the table with all these fresh ideas. It's first coming to the table and taking inventory of where you're at. What's working, what's not working, what do we have to work with? Start with inventory first. Let's take case in point. One of the biggest questions I get is, do I need a brand new website to start marketing? The answer is no, you do not. What you need first is to identify what service of ours is the entry-level service. Where are people first doing business with us on a level that's you know kind of small and then grows from there? What is that? That's the thing to market first, and all that needs is a single landing page where we can send paid traffic to with a very clear call to action, a very clear message that speaks to the right audience. We're not trying to talk to everybody. We're trying to talk to one audience. Even if you sell just one product, that one product can be segmented into different audiences. I could name anything, a landscaper. You could have landscaping services geared towards the elderly, landscaping services geared towards single moms, landscapers geared towards uh, dads of families, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It all comes down to audience offer message and how you position. When you put thought into those things, when you're strategic, take inventory of where you have and make sure that it's all laid upon timeless principles at every phase of the process and you know the process, then the conversion is inevitable. It's not something that you hope will happen. It really is an inevitable thing that will take place. That's the teaser of the big picture of being a client converter and why I wanted to create this podcast. As a paid traffic person, as someone that has been working inside of paid traffic platforms, as I mentioned earlier, such as Google AdWords and Facebook, there seems to be this like preconceived notion that it's just hocus pocus magic and that the real trick is understanding how to manipulate this paid traffic platform to allow it to bring someone clients. That's just not the case whatsoever. That's the wrong perspective to say that Google AdWords as an example or YouTube ads or Facebook ads are designed to go out to the digital marketplace and bring you a client. The right perspective and the reality is that it brings you and your offer to a digital marketplace. So it's bringing you out there. It's not bringing them to you. And if you think of it that way, then you start to understand that it's not so much what happens in the platform. Yes, there's some technical things to understand how it works. And there are some, you know, tricks, let's say, or or tips and tactics. And they're only called tricks when they're not understood, really. There's no tricks out there. Uh, So if you understand how the platform works, but you really understand your audience, you understand how to properly segment them and how to position yourself with the right message 
so you attract a quality person and then you understand the path to profit, all the steps one has to take to be converted where the decision to work with you is an inevitable thing, then, then and only then does it click and does it work. Now, we have failed, we have succeeded, we've done both, but we also work across a variety of niches and the one thing I've seen consistently across all of that is this, what converts is having the right offer and the right audience match up. That's the best thing. If you could spend more time on that than trying to dabble inside of pay traffic platform, you could be a terrible Google AdWords person or a terrible Facebook ads person or a terrible YouTube ads person, but you have an offer that is geared for the right audience and at a very fundamental level, you can set up a paid traffic platform to get that offer to them and you understand the path to profit, the conversion path, of how someone actually moves through that and you understand your audience very well, then you're on the right track. And success for you, I would say, is inevitable as well too. The part that I find people get off track with is that they think the market needs this, but there's no proof of concept just yet. There's all this idea out there of like, well, we have this data over here and this data over here, which leads me to believe they're gonna love this product. Or I see so-and-so doing this, and I wanna emulate them and do the same thing, and my product is better than their product. I digress for a bit here, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say before I get into the journey I took into internet marketing, but the idea that you know success leaves clues, it, it does leave clues, but it doesn't leave the whole picture. So if you were to, let's say, look at the outside of the McDonald's Corporation, you saw just, you drove by and you ate their food and said, okay, and what you could see is just, so we sell very cheap hamburgers, they're very small, there's not much vegetables in them, and we put a toy and we look at the price points, you copy that model, you'd go bankrupt. You know, that's not their real model. And for me to claim that I understand McDonald's full model, I don't. I know a lot of it is also real estate based as well too, but there are hidden things inside of a company, nuances that really is where the success is. So like in my company, as example, if somebody was to copy every single one of our landing pages, it would not necessarily work for them unless they understood every little nuance of what we do. Now, it's nice to go look at someone's funnel, if you will, and what it is that's being offered and bringing them down that path. It's great to examine that, but always keep in mind there are hidden nuances at place in every single business model. So take that all with a grain of salt inside, you know, and one of the principles that we'll talk about later on that I'll briefly touch on is the identify, test, refine. So when we do something, we first identify what we're going to do. We do it, which is the test. We then review it, tweak it, make it a bit better, optimize it. That's the refinement process. And then do it again. We identify, test, refine, identify, test, refine. Do that three times and that will build momentum. I'm not saying say it three times, but if you do that three times and when you identify something, test it, refine it. Identify, test, refine. Over and over again, it allows you to get momentum and move things forward. And momentum is one of the most powerful things, allies and assets that you can have working for you because there's no way you can figure everything out in advance. And if you're someone that listens to business podcasts and you like reading business books, then you've probably read stories where person A that's famous today, the company they have right now, did not start like that. It was something far, far different. 
you know, Jeff Bezos and Amazon, that used to be a book selling company. And Jeff would be taking things himself personally to the post office. Hewlett Packard first began selling machines for bowling alleys. So all these stories began very differently than where they wound up today. So follow the path, but also be open to see what happens. And you can't see, you can only see so far in front of you, and then you have to keep moving and walking forward towards it. But if you don't forget the three main things here, principles, positioning, and strategy, that will set someone up for success. We will go deeper into all three of these. That's the purpose of this podcast. So it's it's a craft. And that's a word that really has been lost today amongst all professions. The concept of a craft. Everyone's looking for a checklist or to download an ebook or looking for the tips or the tactics and to hack at things. Nothing wrong with that to research and to find out what can move things along faster uh, for something or for someone. But to have a craft and to be a craftsman at something, that separates from the rest. And my goal and my passion is to be a craftsman of client conversion. Now, in that journey, I've encountered Google AdWords, Facebook ads, YouTube ads. 10 years from now, five years from now, maybe I'll be using something else. But what will not change is the craft of client conversion and the fact that I will stay focused on timeless principles, positioning, and strategy as well too. And the last piece of strategy is that strategy is about finding leverage. You must find the leverage points that you currently have and everybody has them. Even if you only have one client right now, there's something about that you do that has leverage. Something about you, your life, your product, your service, the way you deliver it, you have to find it. You have to be really a detective of yourself and your own business. Okay, let's talk about my internet journey into marketing. I know that's always something that founders of podcasts talk about, entrepreneurs talk about. I'm not gonna spend too much time with mine because I'd really like to talk more about what we do today, what's happening, and share that with you. But there is importance in this journey, which does give a lot of credibility to what it is that I do today. So I'm gonna pass the stories of saying when I was younger, I always knew I wanted to be in business and had a lemonade stand. Sure, I think every kid had a lemonade stand. And to be honest, Every single person, whether they like it or know it, is in sales right now. So all of us are in sales. So every single person could benefit from learning the client converter processes and steps and all the conversion um, pieces that go into this, the micro conversions that lead to the ultimate conversion. Because we are in sales when it comes to getting job promotions, when it comes to finding partners in life, having friends, when it comes to pitching an idea to our friends and family, when it comes to, if you have kids, being able to convince a three-year-old that they shouldn't have that third cookie. All of those things are human interaction and the presenting of ideas. So we're always in the sales of ideas constantly. And if you ever visit Mexico on a cruise or just go there for vacation, you will quickly realize that good communication skills and posturing and confidence will drive down the price of the items that you buy there. But I recommend not go in right now because it is a bit dangerous. Okay. In school, wanted to be a filmmaker. That was the goal. Two things I got involved in that really shaped me was bartending and stand-up comedy. I'll start with the comedy first. Comedy was something that I really enjoyed, you know, 
who doesn't really, but was going to live shows for free in Hollywood during my college years and decided I could do this. Let me give this a shot. So I went and talked to one of the persons that was hosting the show on Hollywood Boulevard. This is the time when uh, I would see Dane Cook for free. I believe it was like Wednesdays or Thursdays. Watch Dane Cook for free and approached him, not Dane Cook, but the host and said, what would it take to get on stage? And he says, you go back, bring me 20 people and I'll give you five minutes on a Friday night at the comedy store, Hollywood Boulevard. I said, done. Came back, brought 30 friends out, actually helped being in college for that too, and was able to go on stage and perform and do this. The experience of comedy was incredible, just into like human psychology, into communication, and just the way that human beings are somewhat predictable and how you can actually fill the audience when you're talking to them, you know, when to push a little further, to dig in further on a joke, when to let something go. And there's this interaction that goes back and forth with a mass audience. And that's really unseen with the internet. But when I was on stage doing this, I was front and center right there seeing everybody and interacting with everyone and then afterwards talking to people. So it was a great insight into what it's like to communicate to a mass audience. But the best comedians can make you feel as if they're just speaking to you. It's not a performance. And at one of these kind of uh, comedian gatherings I used to go to where we all kind of write together and people that are famous on TV nowadays, I was able to you know, hear from them as I was really a fly in the wall. I was the new guy in the green room in the back. And I did this for about two years also, by the way, and then stopped because I realized it's something that I had to either pursue full time or not because it was very time consuming. But something one of the comedians told me was that the journey of comedy, the best comedians are the ones that can find their own voice and can learn how to be themselves on stage. Interesting, because I thought it was about an act. I thought it was about that persona, the avatar, but there was something about finding your real internal voice and being okay with who you were that made you very human and brought you from that stage as if the person is sitting right next to you because they get you. And when the audience is laughing, they feel gotten. They understand that whatever story is being told, they're in that story. If the story is that we're sitting in an ice cream shop, everyone that's listening to the story is holding an ice cream in their hand and waiting for the next thing to happen. That really stuck with me. And it's something to remember too, as we work in marketing today, using these platforms that reach mass audiences, I always remind myself, at the end of the day, it's one person with a device on a desktop, on a mobile device. Maybe they just had a fight with their girlfriend or boyfriend. Maybe they just heard the best news ever. Maybe they're listening to a song they like. Maybe they're talking to their mom or their dad or their brother or they're at their birthday party or they're nervous because they're waiting to meet someone for a first date at a restaurant and they're on their phone scrolling. That's when your ads hit them. You know, Think about that. Think about that single person looking at your ad that you're targeting. Who is that person? What matters to them? What are the words that really would reach them, that would resonate with them? What's that message? Those things must align. Audience offer message. I'll always say that. Audience offer message. All of those things have to align. And comedy really helped me learn more about that. On the bartending side, I was able to once again interact with people face-to-face quite a bit. But what I learned from bartending was not, I learned a lot of how to make a lot of great drinks, that's for sure. But 
that led me into internet marketing. I started to host a lot of shows, um, not shows, I'm sorry, started to work a lot of uh, parties in LA because as I mentioned, I was in school as a filmmaker. I got myself as an extra on the back lot of Warner Brothers and I was doing like, I was an extra for a while on the TV show ER. So I was a cop and I found myself with TV shows either being a cop or a gang member. And I'm Latin, so I guess that's my typecast. He's either going to be a police officer or he's going to be a gang member. Had a lot of fun doing that. And one day, one of the coordinators of the show of ER that worked with the extras had said, hey, I was always very outgoing and talkative. He says, oh, you like to bartend? He says, I can't do this party in Beverly Hills. Do you want to take it? And I said, uh, sure, of course. I ended up going to, I won't say any names, but I will say this, the home I went to, I ended up going for the next, uh, it was about two to three years, where celebrity statuses of Harrison Ford was there as an example, and these dinner parties I was doing maybe once every other month was like 10, 12 people. Very small, very intimate, high-level people, and I remember them coming to me and asking me, my first day and uh, do my first gig there and asking, do you want to be an actor? And I said, no, I don't. And that allowed me to stay because they were worried that I would try to pass a resume or do something, but was able to do that. And from there, uh, paid very well too, by the way. From there, I started uh, promoting myself and getting further gigs and weddings and everything uh, under the sun and hired my friends to work with me. I realized I needed a training program so I could train others how to bartend because I was personally self-taught. I wanted to bartend. I was a waiter at a restaurant during college. I saw how much the bartenders made. So I told myself, I've got to bartend. And I just kind of deduced, hey, there's only so many drinks people know. I don't have to know all the drinks in a bartending book. I just have to know the most popular drinks that people know and people like. So I memorized those drinks and kind of bluffed my way to my first job and bada bing, bada boom, was bartending for a while, started my first bartending service called On The Rocks, which existed, and was training people. Through that, I ended up creating my very first online course called Behind The Bar, and it was 23 days to go from zero experience to actually bartending and help many people learn to bartend. And because of the money one can make bartending, really changed people's lives. So people that were struggling financially were able to move on and support themselves or to have this side job making full-time money, working part-time hours. So did Behind the Bar. And when I created that course, I had no clue about the world of like internet marketing. It was very young, but I was very young back then too. This is going uh, before like around 2006, 2007-ish around there. And in doing that, I started to um, learn more, read books from copywriters, and just uncovered this huge world of internet marketing that I never knew existed, going to conferences. Uh, and this is back when you had to like purchase a PDF. So you couldn't just get them for free like it is today. You know, it's so easy today to do things. It's amazing how much work it took back in the day to get anything going. But learning through that one product that I sold taught me a lot. And I'll say this, the one thing I'll never forget was the day that I actually launched it. So I worked nine months creating this product with recording audios with like a little MacBook. And uh, it was the first generation MacBooks, like that, that white MacBook with the glowing Apple on the, on the top of it, kind of a thick MacBook. And I had bought the first Snowball that came out and was up in my room recording every single day. 
I didn't realize I was recording in the wrong format or didn't know how to convert it. So I had to re-record the whole book all over again, all the chapters. It was like something like 16 or 17 chapters. And it was a workbook. And then it was like these uh, CDs that I had burned back then. This is like, you know, I mentioned mid 2000s, late 2000s, like 2007-ish around then. So I, I put an ad on Craigslist saying that I uh, was a bartending company looking for bartenders, but hey, because I had on the rocks back then, but hey, if you're if you're someone that would like to bartend and wants to learn, here's this link. That was kind of my trick. And I put the ad up and I remember my phone like going off and I had made $300 like in an hour. People were buying that book off of Craigslist. It was amazing. And it was the first time like in the movie, The Goonies, where, where they, in the Goonies where they saw the pirate ship and this whole thing is real. That's what it felt like. All the stuff I was thinking in my head. Um, and remember, I, I did not know about internet marketing or info marketing until after I had created the product. I had stumbled across my first book. So I thought, oh my gosh, this is real. And I had been on a chase ever since then uh, to be a part of this world. And it's been exciting. It's been amazing. Now, I will say this, uh, back then I bought this one booklet called 33 Days to Online Profits, and I remember taking a week off of work and telling myself, okay, 33 days to online profits, all I have to do is condense 33 days down into this week, and I'm going to be rich. I'll be a millionaire. Well, (laughs) that was like 10 years ago, so it took a lot longer than 33 days, but I will say this, it does not have to take that long if someone understands the process, if someone understands the principles, the positioning, and proper strategy. All of these things I had to deduce for myself to get to where I am today. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to shorten your learning curve. I'd like to share my story as I keep going through this. You know, as I as I record this podcast right now, we're here in our offices in Los Angeles and we have a staff of people. This company began with me literally with a computer and on an ironing board back in the day. That's a whole other story. I'm not concerned with that because this is where I am today. I'm excited about where things are going. I'm excited about where I'm at right now. But wherever you're at, wherever you're listening from and whatever it is that you're experiencing, whether you're on a jog right now where your car's pulled over or you're at home and it's late at night and you're making your first product or you're well on your way you know, past seven figures and, and going on, I think that, and I would think you too would believe that education should never stop. So I'm sure there's something I can teach you, something I can share with you. But if you are starting out, if you are under five years of doing this, I am confident that I can help you tremendously. So please join me in this journey as we work on helping making you a client converter.